Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for conversations and support for targeted individuals. Today is Sunday, October 29, 2017, and I'm your host, Renata. And I want to thank each and every one of you for being here. We are going to um, open up in prayer, and Clarissa will open us up with the scripture. So our Father and our God, we just come before you, Lord, humbly thanking you, Lord, for all of your goodness and your mercies, Lord, that have followed us all the days of our lives, Lord. Lord, you've been mighty, mighty good to us, better than we've been to ourselves, Lord. You've done things for us, Lord, that we were not deserving of, Lord, and we just say thank you. We thank you for the victory over every situation, Lord. We know that no weapons formed against us shall prosper, Lord, no matter what the enemy tries to do to us, Lord. We know that you will get us through it, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for being an ever-present help in time of needs, Lord. Lord, I thank you for each and every person that you have led to this call. I ask that you bless them, Lord, according to your riches and glory. I ask that you encamp your angels around them and their family members and their loved ones, Lord. I ask that you keep us moving forward, Lord. Keep us walking in the faith and moving in the faith, Lord. Uh, fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord, to guide us through our daily lives. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for everything. I thank you for anointing this call, Lord. Uh, We've been talking about sensitive topics, Lord, but we know, Lord, that it is your desire, Lord, that we overcome this world and we overcome every fiery dart that the enemy is uh, sending our way, Lord. So we thank you, Lord, for opening our minds and our hearts and giving us a a listening ear to hear what your spirit is saying to us, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so Clarissa is going to read a scripture for us. Hello, go right ahead. Okay, some of the scriptures are from the book of Psalms. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I keep my eyes always on the Lord with him at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But God, you, Lord, are a shield around me. My glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I will not fear. Through tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. May the blessing be on your people. Trust in him at all times, O people. Power and love belong to God. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. In the name of the Lord, amen. Amen, amen. Do you want to give any commentary with that? Uh, No, that's it. Thank you so much. Thank you for reading those scriptures to us. 
Okay. That was Clarissa who read some psalms to us. So thank you very much. All right. I want to welcome everyone to the call. Thank you so much for coming to the call. Um, Welcome to all the visitors. Last night I did a test. I was actually testing some new equipment because I did that first uh, YouTube live stream uh, probably about a month ago now, and the quality was not good. My laptop camera just was not good. Even after I bought an external camera, it still has to do something with the laptop. So I got a new laptop and, and some other equipment to um, try to make these live streams successful because that's the next thing I want to begin to do. And there were several people that uh, came out on YouTube to help me to test the equipment. The intention was to test test the uh, audio and the video quality, but we ended up talking like two and a half hours. So it was really nice. So if you were one of those who came out to um, support Thank you so much. I'm ever so grateful for that, and it turned out to be a success. Um, And a special thank you to uh, Elvira and to Lala, because they were the initial ones helping me. (laughs) And uh, especially Elvira, she was uh, really, really late. So so I thank you all. I thank you all. Julissa was there and some other people. I don't want to start naming names because I know I'm going to forget someone. But if you were there, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and we'll be doing a live stream today uh, at, what time did I say, 5.30 Pacific, which is 8.30 Eastern, okay? So uh, my YouTube name is God is Our Protector. If you'd like to join with us, we're going to talk about the cashless society that's coming our way quicker than we think. Um, so that'll be 5.30 p.m. today, 8.30 Eastern. Okay, uh, God is our protector. It's the channel you will see when you go on the channel. You'll see a uh, a bell symbol on the top right. Click that that bell, and that will notify you every time we do a live stream. You'll get some kind of notification. I'm told. I haven't tried it, but they say, you know, once I do a live stream, a bell will ring on your cell phone. Uh, or what have you. I don't know if something comes to your email, but some kind of way you will be notified that there's a live stream going on. And that's important because there's not really a set date and time for the live streams yet. I really haven't honed in on a particular day or time because so much going on that I just, you know, my my times is all messed up right now because I'm doing so many things. Um, so if you have that notification on, you will know when we're doing one, okay? So hopefully you guys can come out and support and um, and all come together because it's fun. It was fun. We had a really good time last night. We were up kind of late. Um, so that's going on. And what else? Uh, I just want to thank all the visitors. I did invite some people to this call. If you are one of those people, please let me know you are here so that we can say hello. Uh, there is... Um, a reason for this call. And one of the purposes is to process what's happening to us. It's so hard to try to get through this alone. And I'm the loner type, but I'm telling you, if it was not for all of you, I would, I don't know where I'd be. (laughs) Just to know that I have at least this Sunday to talk to people and to, to process how my week went, because, you know, our weeks are filled with this madness that these people have brought to our life. So 
um, it's really good to come here with like-minded people to just kind of um, to, to, to be able to process this stuff and to share information, um, to get uh, different perspectives on what's going on. You never know what you might hear on these calls, something that really can help you to get an understanding. The Bible tells us with all our getting, with everything we get in this world, to get an understanding. And I believe that that scripture is because understanding helps you to move. It really, really, really helps you to move forward. It has for me. So, um, and then we're also here to support one another, just to, uh, to to be that listening ear and that shoulder that we all need sometimes, okay? There's more than one way to join in on the call. You can call in, which most people have done. You can uh, join in in the chat room while the call is live by going to TalkShoe.com and entering the code 114-616. And you will see the chat rooms. There's some chatters in there talking about all kinds of things. Um, and if you hear something in the conversation that you want to chime in on, type it in the chat room, and I'll try to uh, to to catch your comment and read it out loud for you. Um, what else? You can also listen back to the archives by going to talkshoe.com, clicking on conversations and support, and you'll see years worth of archives there. Okay. Last week, we talked about a very sensitive topic, which was prostitution, and that was the first in our sex crimes series. We're going to be talking about sex crimes because targeting is more than just being followed and getting assaulted with directed energy, not to minimize those crimes because they are crimes and they definitely are not okay, and they definitely affect our lives in a very negative way. But sometimes I think we get stuck there, and uh, it's my goal to expand. It, um, and I said that on, on my YouTube um, video. I created a video this morning um, that I put on YouTube, and it's just a short video because I've reached 1,000 subscribers, and I wanted to say thank you. And um, on that video, I said that I wish to expand because um, my thought process goes way beyond these things that these people do to me. Uh, I know that there's a whole lot of things happening out there in this world, and it all ties in. It all ties in together, believe it or not, and it all ties into this satanic system that, uh, that we're living in. And so um, we're talking about that stuff on YouTube, and we're talking about it here on TalkShoe. And so we embarked last week, as I was saying, up on this sex crime series, and we started out with prostitution. And I shared my own story. If you did not hear that, then um, go back to the archives and listen, because I did share some of the things that I went through in that area of prostitution, okay? I was never a prostitute. Let me make that clear. I was not. But um, I was. Uh, I had people definitely trying to recruit me into that world. So I, um, I shared some of that, okay? So we're moving on today from prostitution to rape, which many of us have been victims of as well. Uh, I do want to give the disclaimer, like I did last week, that all of the sex crimes, um, topic is a very sensitive topic, and it can be very triggering, 
especially if you have been a victim of this or you have experienced this or someone close to you, um, or it's just not a topic that you would like to uh, to discuss. So if that is the case, then um, this call is probably not for you, and I'm saying that respectfully because I don't want anybody to be triggered. Um, I'm a very open book. You guys pretty much know that about me by now. But the little bit that I shared last week, that was a little bit triggering for me because that opened up a whole set of emotions that I haven't visited in a long time. So once you start talking about this stuff and once you start hearing about this stuff, you kind of have to deal with those emotions that go along with it. At least I did. I had to deal with some of those memories, you know, which was not very pleasant. So um, it can be difficult, and I definitely do not want anybody to be triggered. I really, really, really don't. So if this conversation is not the conversation for you, then please don't listen. Please don't listen because I don't I don't want you to have to, you know, to deal with this because there's no therapist on this call, uh, to my knowledge, to, that will be able to help you through this, okay? Because this can really affect you in a negative way if you're not in that place because I've had to really do some extra stuff to try to get where I needed to be because that, that just talking about that just brought up all of those emotions from the past. Okay, so that is my disclaimer, and I'm going to try to remember to say it a couple of times throughout this call. All right, let me see. Question of the day. I did have one. Who was it? Question of the day is, uh, do coincidences happen? I was thinking about that for some reason. Uh, some things happen that happen more than once, and I was thinking to myself how most targeted individuals do not believe that coincidences happen once they become targeted. A lot of people feel that every single item in their life is orchestrated. So do you feel that every single thing is orchestrated, which I have to say a lot of things are, but I, I personally don't think everything is. I still believe in coincidences. So I'm wondering if you still believe in coincidences. So that's our question of the day. Feel free to answer that question or anything else that we might talk about today, okay, or anything else that's on your mind for that matter. So we're going to talk about um, rape. As I was saying, many of us have been victims of rape. I have as well. I don't think I'm going to share today as I had planned to, um, I plan to kind of be transparent and share in my experiences with uh, these um, sex crimes, which I have been a victim of several sex crimes throughout my life uh, multiple times. But I don't think I'm in that place where I really want to share too much. But if it, you know, if the feeling hits, I will. But I, I think I shared last week, and like I said, that was a little bit triggering for me, so I don't know if I want to deal with those emotions today. But I might chime in. Who knows? Um, for you, the listeners, you share as much as you want to share. Do not share what you do not want to share. Do not share anything that you think will be uh, triggering for you, um, or you can just listen. It's totally up to you, okay? I am going to read an article, 
and we can go from there. A couple of articles, actually. One is, uh, what is rape? You know, what 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 is it? Most of us know, but we're going to get like an official definition of that. Um, the different types of rape and the effects that it can have on your life. Okay. So we'll start off with what uh, what is rape and was I raped? Um, rape is a heinous act perform a heinous I think how you say that heinous act performed when one party wishes to exact complete power and control over another. And that's something that if you don't know that you should know that rape is not about the sex. It's about one person exerting power over another person power and control. It's definitely not about sex. I know people think it is, but it's not. Because most rapists, they're in a relationship um, or they have access to, 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 to sex with someone, be it their wife or um, girlfriend or uh, even women can rape men. I, I actually know a man who said he was raped by a woman. Um, and so, but it's about power over that person, okay? And it, it's, it's abuse. Um, the definition of rape according to the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network is forced sexual intercourse, including vaginal, anal, or oral penetration. Penetration may be by a body part or an object, okay? So it may not always be the man inserting his penis in the woman. And I'm sorry for the graphics, but we're just keeping it real today, okay? Um, but he could he could be using something, an object to rape the person with, or she could be using something. Rape is often known as sexual assault or sexual abuse, particularly in the law. However, sexual assault and sexual abuse are defined more broadly, whereas the term rape specifies intercourse. Threats of violence and weapons may be used during rape, but in about eight out of 10 cases, nothing but physical force is used. Weapons or threats are, um, are not required for an act to be considered rape. Let me scroll down. It is important to know that either gender can be the perpetrator or the victim of rape. Additionally, both heterosexual and homosexual rapes take place both inside and outside of relationships. It's critical to understand that rape is never okay and that no matter the circumstance, Rape is never the victim's fault, okay? It's never your fault. I don't care how it happened. It's never your fault. And I carried some of that um, that guilt myself, thinking, well, if I would have done that, it wouldn't have happened. If I wouldn't have went, it wouldn't have happened. No, it was not my fault. It's never the victim's fault, okay? Nobody should ever take advantage of you sexually, period. Um, sexual assault. It's also important to know that sexual activities short of rape performed without consent are also a crime. These crimes are generally known as sexual assault. Sexual assault is defined as the following according to the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. Okay, so this is how you define sexual assault. Unwanted sexual contact that stops short of rape or attempted rape. This includes sexual touching and fondling. Okay, so if somebody touches you inappropriately, that is sexual assault. And let me tell you something, that has happened to a lot of targeted individuals because I've heard the stories. Somebody touches you inappropriately, they have committed a crime against you. It is sexual assault. 
You did not want that person touching you, and they shouldn't have done it. Okay? Was I raped? That's the question here. Some victims of rape wonder about their specific circumstance and wonder if it constitutes rape. Chances are, if you're wondering, was I raped, you probably were. Rape happens anytime sexual intercourse takes place without your consent. Note that many circumstances can indicate your lack of consent, including an inability to consent due to your age, okay? So you're young, somebody older takes advantage of you. I guess they don't even have to be older. Um, You were not even at the age to consent to sex, okay? So they raped you. An inability to give consent due to diminished capacity, perhaps due to a disability, okay? Maybe you're disabled and you, maybe you have something um, mental going on. You, you don't even have the capacity to consent. Some elderly people are raped. Believe it or not, a lot of elderly people are raped. They don't even have the, compa- the capacity to um, give consent for sex. Okay, so they are raped. An inability to give consent due to inebriation, typically due to ingesting drugs or alcohol. Uh, A lot of people are giving uh, uh, what they call that uh, date rape drugs. Uh, maybe Maybe you're so drunk that someone takes advantage of you. Okay, that's rape. You you can't consent. You're not even in your right mind because you're so inebriated. You're so drunk. You're so high. Okay, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Uh, And of course, anytime you say no to intercourse and it is forced on you, that is rape. Okay, we've all heard that no means no. That's exactly what it means. Um, It doesn't matter if you said no in the middle of the act, it is still rape. And that is something that men particularly need to pay attention to. If a woman says no, it is no. I don't care how bad you want her. Okay? It is no. If her body language is saying, no, get off of me, she's pushing you off, she's trying to back you up, it is no. Don't keep moving forward. Even if her words don't say no, but her actions say no, it is no. Do not continue. Okay? You're going to end up in jail and you just rape someone. So don't do it. Um, the other party doesn't immediately stop and respect your wishes. You in the middle of the act, and she said, you know what, I changed my mind. <laughs> get up, get off of me. Then that's what you need to do. It's over. Okay? You have to respect that. Uh, you have the right to rescind consent at any time under any circumstances. She does not need to give you an excuse why she wants to stop. She just wants to stop. Okay? When she says stop, get up, I'm done. Move, that's what you need to do. Um, Sometimes it is considered rape, even if you don't say no. I just said that. Um, Such as in a case where a weapon is used. Sometimes you are too concerned for your life or safety to say no. This is still considered rape. Threats against others may also um, constitute too grave a threat. Um, It still is considered rape, even if you didn't physically fight back, okay? Now, a lot of people consider that if you did not fight back, then you consented to it. That's not true. 
Um, I know someone that was so traumatized because she went to court against her rapist, and the judge kept asking her, well, why didn't you fight back? You didn't fight back. Why didn't you? And she had a total breakdown because of that. And she felt so bad that she didn't fight back because they made her feel like it was her fault that she didn't fight back. Well, let me tell you, when you're fearing for your life, you just go ahead and do what they want you to do and hope that it's over. Trust me, I've been there. Okay, so, no, you may not fight back, but that still does not mean that you deserved it, and that does not mean that you consent to it. You're just trying to get through it. Believe me. Um, okay. Trying to find out where I was. Sometimes you are too concerned for your life or safety to say no. This is still considered rape. Threats against others may also constitute too grave a threat. It is. Uh, it still is considered rape, even if you didn't physically fight back. You used to date. Okay, this could be your ex. But that don't mean you want to have sex with them, or that don't mean you want to have sex with her because you had sex with, with them before in the past. It's over. I don't want to have sex. And no, okay? You used to date or you were friends uh, with the perpetrator. Um, you are married or engaged to the rapist, okay? You do not remember the rape. You willingly ingest, ingest drugs or alcohol, Okay. Let's just go through a couple of these. Okay. A lot of people do not believe that you can be raped by your spouse. You can. It Everything we just read about, when you say no, it's no. If you are in the middle of it and you decide you don't want to, that applies to your spouse too. Now, I don't know if that's in every state, but I believe it, if it's not in every state, it should be in every state because you do not have to have sex with your spouse. Now, a lot of Christians will think, yeah, you have to, you have to, okay, because that's your spouse and you're supposed to and the bed is undefiled and all of that, okay, that's all good. However, <laughs> you still have rights. And if you do not want to have sex with that person that you are married to, some people are even estranged. Maybe you don't have sex with him because maybe he's creeping. Maybe he's creeping. He got a side chick, Okay. Maybe you are, uh, he don't want to have sex with you. Because, again, women can rape men as well. Now, I'm thinking back to a relative when I was very, very, very small. Um, I had a relative that was in a, a domestic abuse situation, and her husband was always pissy drunk, like very, very uh, serious alcoholic. And um, he would come in and beat the mess out of her. We're going to talk about domestic violence another day. But I'm just thinking about her. Like, would you want to have sex with a person like that? Okay, yeah, she's married to him. But still, you don't want to, you don't want to know. So a person like him, and I never heard stories of him raping her, but she's the first one that came to my mind. But just, just think about being married to a monster like that, and then you're feeling obligated to have sex with him or he's forcing himself on you. You don't have to have sex with him because you're married to him. You don't. Um, date rape, I think we're going to get into that a little bit later. Okay. You willingly, okay, because you took drugs or alcohol with the person, you're sitting there partying with them, that don't mean you have to have sex with them. It is critical to remember that rape can happen to anyone 
in many situations, but it is never the victim's fault. And please, victims of these of this crime, please get that in your head, because I went through a lot of years just being angry and bitter and um, carrying a lot of that and blaming myself. It, it's not your fault. It's never your fault at all, period. I don't care how it happened. It's not your fault, okay? It is always the fault of the rapist. Okay, so that ends that article. I have a couple other quick ones. Let's talk about, I think we already did this one. Okay, the different types of rape. Um, There are several types of rape. Rape is a violent crime involving sexual acts forced on one person by another. Okay, and it shouldn't say one person because there's um, gang rape as well. Uh, Rape is technically defined as forced penetration with any body part or object, including anal, vaginal, or oral intercourse. Rape is illegal, and while the term rape specifies penetration, other sexual acts not involving penetration when forced on someone are also illegal. The forms of rape may be specified based on who is committing the rape, who the rape victim is, and the specific actions involved in the rape. Some types of rape are considered much more severe than others. For example, any type of rape resulting in someone's death is punishable by death in the United States. Okay? People actually die being raped. A diminished capacity rape. The type of rape known as diminished capacity rape is committed when one person forces sexual penetration on another person who cannot consent to the sex act. People with diminished capacity can't consent to sexual acts due to limited physical or intellectual ability. An example would be a person with an intellectual disability. Diminished capacity rape also takes place when a person has no ability to consent to sexual act due to intoxication, okay? So someone is really, really, really very drunk. You hear those kind of stories all the time, actually, where, you know, someone is out uh, partying or, you know, they're getting drunk, and then someone takes advantage of them. Also, let's take a person with um, some kind of mild uh, mental disorder, Down syndrome or something. Those, Those people cannot consent to sex. Okay, they have a diminished capacity. Um, Age-related rape. Another form of rape is age-related. This type of rape is also known as statutory rape. As specified both in federal and state law, in this case, sexual actions with a person below a minimum age is considered illegal in all cases. Often this age is 12. Well, that age should at least be 18 because a 12-year-old, a 13-year-old shouldn't even be able to consent to sex, if you ask me. Um, This is often another age known as the age of consent. Excuse me. There is often another age known as the age of consent. Sexual acts with a person above the minimum age but below the age of consent may be considered rape, depending on the perpetrator. Uh, Specific ages are specified by state, okay? So each state has their own laws on that, on age-related rape. Incest. We're going to talk about this probably next week. Um, Incest is a type of rape dictated by the relationship between the two parties. When the two parties involved in the sex act are closely related, in other words, they are family, 
it is often rape. Examples of incest include parents and children, uncles and nieces or nephews, aunties and nieces or nephews. Laws vary by state as to specifically what constitutes incest. Family members account for 7% of rapists. Normally, your rapist is not a stranger. I think you guys know that. It's usually someone you know. Um, Partner rape. Partner rape, also known as spousal rape or marital rape, we just talked about this, is a type of rape involving a person's partner or previous partner, no matter whether the partners are married. There are three types of partner rape. Battering rape involving both physical and sexual violence, okay? They're saying, you mine, I own you, and we're going to have sex, okay? That's violent. That's violent. And many women um, are victims of that. Force-only rape involving the imposition of power and control over another. Obsessive sadistic rape involving torture and perverse sexual acts. All of that is sick, very sick. Um, Acquaintance rape. This type of rape happens between two people that know each other. Often acquaintance rape is known as date rape. As the two people involved may be in a social relationship at the time, some victims don't recognize acquaintance rape as rape. But it's important to remember that consent for sexual activity can be revoked at any time, and prior relationships does not mean that rape uh, cannot occur. Two out of three sexual assaults are committed by someone the victim knows. Now, let me get through these other two first. Um, aggravated rape. Aggravated rape is a type of rape defined in the law. Uh, aggravated rape involves forced sex acts by threat of death or serious bodily injury, forced sex acts involving an unconscious or drugged victim. Now, this really does happen. People can be all the way unconscious, sleep, or heavily drugged, and people, someone will rape them. That's called aggravated rape, okay? Sex acts with children under the age of 12. That's just sick. Um, other types of rape. Rape can occur in many other ways as, uh, as well, including by strangers in conjunction to a hate crime. However, it is critical to remember that whatever form of rape occurs, it is always the fault of the rapist and never the fault of the victim. Okay, so let me go back to this acquaintance rape because this is the category, and I'm not going to go into detail today because I don't, I don't want to deal with all that emotion. But um, just to just to say this, um, the the rapes that I experienced would fall under the date rape category. Now, one of them, you know what, both of them are questionable in my mind, actually, because one of them I definitely was not dating. So this was more of an acquaintance, acquaintance, which I really didn't know the person well, but I did know him, and he was very well known in the neighborhood. Um, so I guess that will fall under the acquaintance rape or the date rape. Now, the second one, which that was very traumatizing, um, the second one, it was someone I was dating. But you know what? It always leaves a question in my mind, going back to what this article said earlier, was um, if you feel like you were raped, then you probably were. It, um, I didn't consent to it, 
but I went along with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how, I don't know how to describe it, but a person is just like strongly urging you, strongly urging you, so finally you just give in. But I still didn't really consent. Like, I really didn't want to. But I went along with the urges. So I'm going to put that in the date rape category as well, okay? And that's not okay. That's not okay. And it goes back to where the article says I did not say no, but my body language was saying no. But it happened anyway. So I, I, I'm going to kind of put that one over there in that date rape category. But thank God for delivering me from that. Okay, effects of rape, the uh, psychological and physical effects of rape. The effects of rape can include both the initial physical trauma as well as deep psychological trauma. Although rape victims commonly report injuries and issues uh, with their reproductive health after the sexual assault, rape doesn't always involve physical force. The most common and lasting effects of rape involve mental health concerns and diminished social um, confidence. The physical effects of rape. Physical effects of rape can arise from both forced uh, sexual assaults and those not involving forcible submission, such as drug-assisted date rape. Forced sexual assault frequently cause frequently causes um, bruising or bleeding in and around the um, vaginal or anal area and bruises on other parts of the body from coercive violence. But both forced and other types of rape can have many other physical consequences. Um, you can experience painful intercourse with, uh, with your significant other, urinary infections. A lot of women who um, have experienced sexual abuse, they have urinary tract infections um, throughout their lives sometimes. Um, uterine fibroids, non-cancerous tumors in the muscle walls, Pregnancy, you can become pregnant by your rapist. Um, sexually transmitted diseases, you can get STD, STDs, um, HIV, genital warts, syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia, and many other diseases. So this is serious. The psychological effects of rape. Victims experience both short-term and long-term psychological effects of rape. One of the most common uh, psychological consequences of rape is self-blame. For some reason, you think it's your fault, but it's not. It's not your. I don't care how it happened. It's not your fault. Um, victims use self-blame as an avoidance-based coping tool. Self-blame slows, or in many cases, stops the healing process. Other common emotional and psychological effects of rape include post-traumatic stress disorder (PTSD). Um, feelings of severe anxiety and stress. Yes, I had that so bad. Um, depression, flashbacks, memories of rape as as if as if it is taking place again. Okay, borderline personality personality disorder, sleep disorders, eating disorders, disassociative identity disorder, guilt distrust of others, un, uh, uneasy in everyday social situations. I definitely experienced that, still do. Um, anger, I have went through that. Feelings of personal powerlessness, power, powerlessness. Um, victims feel the rapist robbed them of control over their bodies. Yeah, 
you go through a lot, and it 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 definitely does not end the day that rape happens. It it really can follow you throughout your entire life. But God can give you peace in it. Trust me, he, He's done it for me. Um, there was something I wanted to. This uh, dissociative identity disorder, that's one of the things that many uh, victims learn to do. When you are in the middle of being raped, you kind of leave your body. You disassociate. I don't know if all victims do, but I know I did because you just try to get through it and you go somewhere else. I don't know how to describe it. If anyone has ever been through it, then you know what I mean, Um, but you just kind of leave your body. You just leave. You just you mentally check out, <clears throat> and um, you learn to do that in the in the midst of being sexually assaulted. Um, but then you also uh, learn how to continue to do that when you need to do it. When you when you need to cope, I can still do it. It's it's like um, zoning out. I can I can zone out whenever I need to. To, uh, to when it's something that I just can't deal with. I know how to just zone out. And I learned that through these sexual assaults. It's not a good thing, but it's a it's a coping mechanism that many victims uh, learn how to do. The aftermath of rape. The aftermath of rape involves a cluster of acute and chronic physical and psychological effects. It's important that, that victims receive comprehensive care that addresses both the short and long-term effects of the rape as they become apparent. Um, frequently, a victim, a victim's intimate relationship, if present um, prior to the assault, disintegrates within one year. Okay, so you were in a relationship, you got raped, um, and you try to keep your relationship together, but it's just very hard to do. Even if the person you're in a relationship with is very um, supportive, and they try to help you through it, it still is very hard, very, very hard. For one thing, you don't trust anybody. You're dealing with this fear. You're traumatized. You know, you're thinking it's your fault and all this stuff that comes with it. So it's really, really hard to have a relationship. You you definitely don't want to be touched. You just can't even deal with that, you know. So it's hard. It's hard. Excuse me, I had to clear my throat. One moment. Okay. Uh, Let's see. It's important that victims receive comprehensive care that addresses both the short and long-term effects of rape as they become apparent. Frequently, a victim's intimate relationship, if present prior to the assault, disintegrates within one year after the rape. This only adds to the psychological impact of the rape on the victim. Victims of extremely violent rape or those who were assaulted repeatedly or at a very young age may need treatment for the rest of their lives. Okay? Let me see. Here's some little notes that I have here. Is that um, that uh, being a victim of rape is is a is very traumatizing. It is probably the most traumatizing experience that one uh, will go through in their life, and uh, reliving those memories, it, it could really feel like it just happened yesterday. You know, that's how traumatic it is. 
I would strongly suggest that if anyone has been a victim of any kind of sex crimes, that they seek professional help. And I know in this community, people don't want to do professional help because of, you know, everything that comes with that and being a targeted person. However, it is highly recommended because once I did um, go to therapy for for this stuff that I went through, I really began to move forward, um, in particular when I went to group therapy. And I thought, even though I made it all the way for a whole year and didn't talk until the last class, but I was still uh, taking in a lot of the things that the other women were saying, and it really helped me to know that I was not alone in this and that um, I was actually sitting there feeling like well, my situation is not bad compared to uh, what a lot of these people went through. So it can be very beneficial to you, and you can learn some tools to to uh, help you to overcome this. So I would strongly suggest uh, getting involved with uh, some sort of therapy or group therapy, one-on-one therapy or group therapy. It will really help you. Um yeah, that's pretty much it. We have some other things, but maybe I'll tie them in later. Start eight if you would like to speak. Again, this is a very sensitive topic today, and it's going to be for the next couple of weeks because we're talking about sex crimes, and it's serious. But, you know, it's one of those things. We need to talk. We have to talk. I just can't keep talking about being followed and stuff because that, that's their, you know, if their plan goes through, it's going to be there. But uh, I, we got to move on. we got to talk about some real stuff. This is real stuff, and we have to get through it. So I would encourage you to do some research online to kind of read up on some ways to move forward with uh, with this if you're, if you're stuck, because this can really keep you stuck in a very um, emotional place. But I, I'll tell you, it does not have to define you. These, none of these experiences, the targeting, the sexual assaults, the whatever – bad things you went through in life, it does not have to define you. It does not. It does not have to dictate your future. Your past does not have to dictate your future. It doesn't. You can you can you can change the course of this. You don't have to let those people who um perpetrated upon you in a different way with the sexual stuff, you don't have to let them be present in your everyday life. You don't have to walk around bitter because God's gonna deal with them. You know, release it. Let it go. Ask God to help you let it go so that you can move on with your life. Okay? You can do it. You can do it. Star 8, if you want to weigh in on that or any other topic, the uh, question of the day is, does coincidences still happen? Or is everything orchestrated? Okay. Star 8. Hello? Ron? Yeah. Is that me or? Yep, it's you. Okay. Yeah. Hi there. Um, hi. Renata. Yeah. Um. You know. You know what? Life is full contact, and uh, you got to know how to deal with it. It's um. This is a real topic, and it's something that we've got to talk about because it happens every day to uh to people to um people that can't fight back to even to people that can fight back. You can have a misjudgment and drink too much alcohol or whatnot and then there you go you're in a situation so you can't uh you can't dance around the topic sometimes you just got to jump right in and just and deal with it yeah life is a full contact sport and you got to roll with the punches and this is this is as real as it gets and it's something that has to be discussed um you know 
Uh, I was contemplating. I don't know how I feel about uh, about sharing. I've uh, I'm kind of introverted that way, but um, they say that uh, you've got to, you know, uh, uh, trust is earned. But I'm just gonna say this: there was a well when I was a child, I didn't really know what was going on, and it was just later on in life after after contemplation, I just realized when I got the skills and knowledge that it was actually a uh, I'm just gonna say a, an assault. Um, so it was this, uh, it was a friend of the family, um, actually supposed to be a relative by marriage. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, the, uh, she looked after me, I forget the circumstances or I think my mom was working. I forget, uh, how it went down. She was a nurse in England also. And this lady was taking care of me, and um, it was uh, uh, it was it's kind of foggy. It's a long time, uh, like I was five, and um, this lady was uh, not. She was close to me, like um, you know, just kind of like snuggling, but she just right up on me, like right up, and it felt really uh, it felt wrong. So I moved off, and then she adjusted herself uh, on on my hiney there, and started like uh, I guess you just say gyrating, and I just uh, yeah, I just kind of laid there and not really sure what was going on since I was five, and uh, but um, you know she got off on my uh, she got off on uh, my body parts, um, so that that was I, I guess it would be that would be considered sex assault just due to my age and. And the circumstances, the way it went down, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, this kind of stuff you got to knowledge is uh, knowledge is kind of power, and uh, you, you got to um, you got to learn about it and and just uh, realize it happens. You just can't we can't we can't pretend we live in never never land. We don't, and crap happens uh, every day to um to people. Sometimes it's just a bad judgment, and you get into these situations where. We're just taking advantage of. So it's uh, I promote. Uh, I, I definitely standing behind you with this, with this uh, um, conference call. I'm sure it's not going to be popular with a lot of folks because a lot of people just want to pretend that it doesn't exist. And it no, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we do not care. And there's, you know, there's uh, it's just it's not going to go away anytime soon. So the only way to defend self against it is get as much knowledge as you can about the, the subject. So um yeah so that's done. Um I'm gonna Well say, before you before you go on, I, I wanna say I'm sorry that happened to you. And um that was uh molestation. You yeah. know, like you said, it didn't feel right. So it didn't feel right and it wasn't right. <laughs> you know, it wasn't right. Um for her to, you know, be all over you like that and gyrating on you and you were a kid, you know. Um, so I'm I'm sorry that happened to you and that's a perfect example of women also perpetrate against men and men are not as forthcoming with talking about it, probably because we live in this whole uh, macho society. So I um applaud you for being brave enough to, to um to speak about it. Yeah, well, thank you. It's um, 
you know, just holding it in, that's that's not going to do any good. It's just people just got to know that it, it happens to, uh, you know, it can happen to anyone. But, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I was contemplating, uh, you know, it's something that I've, I've, I think I shared, like, long, 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 long time ago. I'm not 100% sure. But it's something mm-hmm. that I keep myself. I've only told, like, no one. I've told my mom. Can you believe it? I've only told my mom. That's uh, that's the only person I've ever told in my life that this happened to me. So it's a it's a it's a exclusive here, people. <laughs> the only one that I've ever told my it takes, mother. It takes a lot. It takes a lot to talk about this. And uh, for one of my sexual assaults, I realized some years ago that I really repressed the memories. So a lot of people repress, you know, uh, what's happening to them. And you just kind of go on with life as if nothing ever happened. And then one day you just deal with it, you know, you learn to deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, the next next thing is, uh, do I believe in coincidence? I used to before. I don't even know. I, I guesstimate when I started getting targeted. But um, do I believe in coincidence? There was a time that I used to believe that, uh, you know, sometimes life can be just random events where crap happens to you or crap happens uh, around you. I used to believe that when I was uh, not uh, a TI or I wasn't aware of my targeting. Now that I'm aware of my targeting, I have to say no. 95% 95% I say no, I do not believe in coincidence. I think uh, most of uh, what we go through, most of what I go through, it's been uh, engineered. Like some of the cars that I see and some of the, you know, the, the color conditioning and the and just uh, sometimes you have to go out and it's a really urgent uh, appointment you have and you're just, you're just trying to time it down to the, to the precise minute. And then you leave and you have to go and then you feel the weight on the bladder and then you got to pee and then you have to go to the washroom. I think these are all orchestrated uh, events. You know, may not always be, but mostly. So coincidence, nah. I don't believe that um, sometimes things don't make sense. Uh, you'll be sitting down and you know the thing is secure. You know it's secure. Like it's, 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 it's firm, it's stable, and it falls over, you know, like, so I'm going to put that under maybe a sound weapon or a sound attack. You know, they can knock objects down, you know, just, just to startle you and whatnot. So coincidences, nah. 95% of the time due to my circumstances, I'm going to say 95% not, uh, you know, it's it's not a coincidence. Maybe 5% is, is, a, is a coincidence. Like if I, and I'll just put acts of God where I, if I'm going out and then it rains suddenly. I'm not going to put that on the targeting, okay? But um, but uh, but the events that happen around me or, or or to me, I'm going to say most of it has been engineered around uh, you know around my targeting. Um, so no, I don't believe in uh, in coincidences, not really. And uh, yeah, people, um, I don't know. If I'm just going to improv this uh, this this little speech. But um, you know, it's um, like Renard has said. Um, if 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 anyone is going through, or have gone through, it's and you and you're just listening. 
maybe it still feel good to like uh, kind of share and get it off your chest because I feel a little bit better. It's kind of like a burden that's on you, that's on you, on your psyche, it's on your soul, and you're carrying it around. It's your personal, uh, it's your personal thing, uh, you know, inside where it's just, it's, it just uh, eats away at you. You know, it's um, it's just it's your inner child. Your inner child has been hurt, mm-hmm. and uh, there's there's no way to rectify that unless you do inner child work. So um, sometimes we're I'd like to think this is a mostly supportive uh, environment where we get per- we get perfect uh, we get we get perfect. So, but it's mostly a safe environment. Um, so you know if you're listening and and you you feel you feel the burden or you feel overwhelmed it's it's good to uh good to talk talk about it and just uh, just due to my situation i'm not going to get into it but um I, i've been dealing with a situation where i had to make a decision and i'm going to tell i'm just going to say not too much but things that were in my heart um i had to go to church i had to go to church to um to uh not save my soul but to save my soul because I needed God because some things that happened to me, um, I spoke to Renata about it, and God bless her. I asked her to keep it uh, confidential, and she's been right as rain. She's been holding uh, on to my, you know, my wishes. But, um, you know, uh, this, this is an v- extremely hard program. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm mentally strong. I'm not a weak person. I, uh, my motto is weakness is not an option. But sometimes getting it off your chest is a uh, is a good way to start. You know, um, just talk and to and getting the support and getting support. You know, we don't have to go go at all this stuff alone. We have support. We have each other. Yeah, exactly. It's um like I'm mm-hmm. I'm not mostly I'm not mostly the trusting type. It takes a while. To uh, to uh, to trust, especially again, I'm I'm talking about this situation. But um, you know, take a chance, reach out, and uh, get it off your chest, or just talk to Renata after the uh, after the conference call. You know, and just uh, realize that it's not. I pride myself on being strong, but you know what? Um, when I was married, my uh, my wife, uh, uh, she knows. My two wives, then she knows me inside out because they're the they're the only women that I, I dare to cry around, and they know me inside out, right? And sometimes I used to talk to them, but um, you know, in this situation, you feel kind of isolated, and you don't want to, uh, and you don't want to, uh, you don't want to confide in people you don't know who to trust. You know, when my mom was when my mom passed on, um, I I was I was raw inside. And I'm glad that uh, I got. A, I, I didn't. I didn't cry, but uh, my eyes are. But I, I get a little emotional, a little emotional. And sometimes it's like that. You know, you just have to get it off your chest and just realize you're not being weak. You're not being weak. You know, when it's okay to cry, I think it's okay to cry when you're moving forward and swinging your fist, and you're and you're up and you're and you're standing upright. And you can cry. You can cry like a baby as long as you're fighting back. As long as you're fighting to move forward. Don't cry there and be like a like a heap on the ground crying and going all soggy. That doesn't solve anything. It's okay to cry if you're moving forward. It's okay to cry and and just just share and just uh, you know 
keep your head up, keep your chest out, and uh, keep on swinging. But uh, don't be afraid to get the help you need. I'm glad that I did because I like to do things on my own sometimes. But I'm I'm glad I uh, glad I extended uh, the fig leaf and just uh, trusted and got the help that I needed. And it just helps you in the fight. Sometimes you need a, a little shelter from the storm. It's not weakness. It is not weakness. It's just taking the uh, taking what you need from someone who's willing to give you support or, or you know support around what you're dealing with. And that's all I have to say. God bless. Uh, stay strong. And uh, we're warriors, not by choice, but we're warriors because we have to be. And God chose us. And don't falter. God has, God put us here and God trusted in us. We have the strength and the courage. And God looked into our hearts and knew that we are indomitable and we can, we can do this. And we're going to beat this monster to a pulp. We're going to ground pound this beast to a soggy mess. That's all i got to say. Thank you, Jerome. And Jerome, yeah. take uh, particularly uh, extra good care of yourself this week, because sometimes when you talk about this stuff, it kind of opens up a whole bottle of emotions. At least that's what I went through last week when I shared. So just uh, take extra good care of yourself this week. Okay, okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you. I was so brave of him to share that. And it's important for other men to um, to hear that this stuff doesn't only happen to women. You just heard a man say that it happened to him, okay? So we thank you for sharing that, Jacob. Okay, Star Age, if you would like to speak, talking about a very sensitive subject this week, last week, and a couple more weeks, and that is uh, sexual crimes. There's a lot of sex crimes that happen, and a lot of things have happened to us. Or someone we know, someone close to us, okay? So um, if it's too sensitive for you, then please don't listen to this call today, okay? Come back when we're not talking about this because this, this can be this can be a hard topic. Hello? Renata? Hi. Hi. I haven't had a chance to talk to you since the car accident, so how are you leg and how are you feeling? I'm getting better. I'm, I, it still gives me a little pain, but, I, you know, I thank God it could have been worse. Okay. Thank you for asking. Thank you. No, okay. Um, I, I have a teaching today because I want to say this. You can cut me off if you want to because I'm changing the subject a little bit. You said we could talk about anything. Go right ahead. You can talk about whatever you want to. Go ahead. Okay. I'll say this to you, Renata. God has truly used you because I, I have a uh, I guess a scenario or a teaching I want to give on that video you showed about this car wreck because I want everybody that's on the line that doesn't know everything what to watch for. That video shows a lot of points, and I want to highlight them. Uh, and, and that's the best teaching tool you know, that we, we we can have is that video, you know, to show the points to the, uh, the people that don't know the points to watch for some of the things that they do to us. I'm going to say this first. I don't know that if the man hit you, um, you know, on purpose or if it was an accident because sometimes when I watch them and they, you know, be on different corners and different things, every now and then they time it is a little off and you can catch the things that they do. So I don't know if he hit you on purpose, but the thing about it is you was hit, okay? Right. Okay. So I, I, I want to dissect that video uh because everything I say, not, not, I tell y'all this all the time. Everything I tell y'all is true. So you can. Well, but let me ask you a question. Hold on, please. 
Are you talking about the video that I posted about me getting hit by a car? Or are you talking about another video? I'm talking about the video you posted about getting hit by a car. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Okay. First, I want to talk about the man in the green shirt, the one that was talking to you. I want to dissect him first. The first Kirk. We're going to call him Kirk number one because he's a show. Okay. So Kirk. was he the driver? I can't remember who had on the green shirt. Was he the driver? Yeah, he was the driver, the one that actually okay. hit you. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, that Kirk, he had no eye contact. Now, you, everybody, you go back and watch the video post if you haven't watched it, and you'll pick up on these things, how you know how the perps are doing. First of all, he had no contact, contact with you eye to eye. He looked right straight through you. And the, and the, and the thing, everybody, you listen, listen to this word, anywhere you go, you could not even bump up a, against a person, but everybody that walks past you, all they say now, this is something they say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's uh, a saying that they, uh, as what's that word you all use, Renata? How they, how they get you on the spot to say that they're sorry because you know you in this program and they doing things to you. But that's the key word now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know it's so said so much you get tired of it. The man said it repeatedly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but not showing any remorse or anything about that. Okay, mm-hmm. next up, perk number two, the man that was standing over there by the meter, he started scratching, uh, and then he came out and started scratching the back of his head. That's another signal that they, they do and give to the people, somebody who's around uh, in the distance. I don't, I, I don't know exactly, uh, you know, where the next perk that they communicate to. I don't know exactly that yet, but I know what they do. I always tell y'all I know what they do. God has showed me that. So the first thing he comes out doing, Renata, you know, he come back, back out scratching on the back of his head. Now that's another signal they do quite a lot when they start scratching on the back of their head. I don't know exactly what it means. So sometimes uh, when I say these things, it might sound like what got, another term that they always use that uh, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. But these are all signals. And I say these things to you because... You just watch around in your own lives, everybody, because the things and the uh, stuff that they do, it doesn't change. It's all the same for us. It's the same tactics everywhere. So if you haven't noticed these things, I'm bringing them out so you can notice notice this. And another thing, well, I'll bring him up later into the video. Okay. So uh, he comes out scratching his head, and then that man gets out of the car and puts on a jacket. And he starts playing around his, uh, uh, rubbing around his mouth. That's another thing they do. They start putting on jackets, taking off jackets. It's some kind of signal that that that, that is. And they start rubbing around their mouth and doing things and uh, touching noses, like I said, playing in their hair and all this kind of stuff. Those are signals that they give it to somebody. Okay. And then the man in the white shirt, uh, he scratches and starts, uh, making some type of noise. And then you had that woman uh, that was in the background. She started, uh, uh, you have to watch this close because she does it one time. She started digging some, uh, cracking around her nose, which she did one time. And then she started saying to you, uh, you know, and you, you know the things that she said, you know, more perp talk, you know, when, when there was no sincerity about it. So mostly everybody up close was in that, in that, uh, you know, in that scenario, they all perked. 
And, uh, and she, was, let me say something now, excuse me for cutting you off. She rubbed her, she was rubbing her hands a lot too. Yeah. Um, so, I, don't, I don't know if you guys saw that in the, in the, um, in the video, but uh, she was, she was rubbing her hands a lot and she spent a lot of time. I didn't capture it on video, but she spent a lot of time in the beginning to see where you guys see them on that video. I had moved up the street because they were harassing me. So bad. I felt harassed um, because of how they were surrounding me. So I moved and then they came up there. That's when I said, well, let me film this. But before I moved, she was the first one that got out of that van and she was not even the driver. And she kept trying to convince me to get in the van with them. Come, just let us take you. Just let us take you. And she was just, she was just doing too much for me. Now, don't forget the guy who was um, towards the end. Who, when I told everybody to back up, and he didn't back up. He had on a t-shirt, which people brought to my attention. I didn't even pay attention to, but his t-shirt said uh, "Don't quit" or something like that. And um, a lot of times they will wear these these shirts that give you these subliminal messages. So that's all I want to say. Go ahead. Yeah, that guy that you're talking about in that white shirt, uh, that, yes. uh, and that T-shirt, that's the one I was speaking about that uh, in the beginning when I said white shirt, because that guy yes. in that shirt, he he, he, he played uh, two or three parts uh, in his uh, his playback or his street date or whatever you want to call it, that guy in that white shirt. So he was one of the other main tactics. Another thing, everybody, I want y'all to look, look look for when you go around and you look in the distance of somebody going up and down the street. The, one of the main vehicles that was used in this was the Enterprise truck. You'll notice in, in your day-to-day life, you'll start seeing these same trucks, and this one was parked across the street, and it was an Enterprise truck. I don't know if the people being those trucks watching or what, what role they played. But it was an enterprise truck. Somebody will think, oh, it was just an enterprise truck. But no, it's not just an enterprise truck. It's a, a, a truck that you'll see all the time in, in, in the scenarios or the street theater. And also, you, that that mobile van that came up, uh, that, that's not no coincidence that that van come up. Because you'll notice in your, your going about, you'll start seeing a, a those, what you call those mobile home type vans. Especially when you go to the Walmart or someplace, you'll see that van parked out there in the park lot, the, the, the mobile home thing, and it's not. And, and everybody so far is basically they use the same vehicles over and over, and so you're uh, notice, noticing that the, the uh, mobile home. Like I said, I don't know if that they got the the, the, the microphones in there when you go in the store, how they do like like you see on TV, how they uh, record you and all that. But those some of the I don't think I've noticed a, a van. Now, which van is this? It's a, uh, the mobile home, the big mobile home. I don't know if I noticed that one. Yeah, he came up and then he drove. He came up and then he drove on past the mobile home. Oh, now I noticed the FedEx truck. You know, they stalk me all. They stalk me all the time. So they were there oh, too. Yeah, the, the FedEx truck. I, I forgot to mention the FedEx truck because you know I'm reading this without. Uh, I didn't write no. Thing. I'm just going to try and go off my head with this. So uh, those are some of the things that I just want to everybody to watch out for in their own lives because, uh, like I say, and I want to say this, they're getting severe with this uh, housing, doing the same thing over and over. Because everywhere you go now or do something, they got somebody standing right there or somebody coming up where you can't go in a place hardly and, you know, mind your own business. 
they got somebody trying to come up and say something or do something, you know, um, you know, because you asked one time, long time ago, uh, do they do they do things that uh, what's that word you use? When not, I can't remember exactly how to say it. Uh, you, you know, when they get you, um, you know, try to make you do things or you know take you off base, and yes, the answer is yes, because you could be going down the aisle in the store. I just use the store as an example. Then they have somebody come up to go in the store and get on in the aisle right before when you go in and look for something and then you have to go around or change your track and everything. So yes they try to do uh things to make you uh do things another way. What's that called, Renata? Um I'm trying to think. You might have to describe it a different way. Okay, okay, let me try, oh, okay. Let me try to describe it another way. Well I'll tell you what they do. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get on this to say this, I don't know if if they using that subliminal um, messaging, like I say, because I tell you this: if you have something, like, okay, that you want to have, okay, I had an old a pair of shoes or something like this, and I it was a coat or something I was looking at. So they had a perk come up. Uh, this was an older perk, just like me, uh, come up and want to help you and all this. And then she said, I should have caught on to it. Then she said. Uh, you know, go down by the, the mirror to the dressing room if you want, you know, want to see the coat. I didn't really need to see the coat. But anyway, it was, I had a pair of shoes, Renata. But for some reason, at the, at the uh, end, I asked one of the Goodwill workers, you know, what size shoes was that was those? Mm-hmm. They, they, they know it's a type, type of shoe that I like. They made out of that old plastic-like material that, you know, like you could uh, put on in the summertime, like a flip-flop, but it's that you know, other type of plastic. So I asked the lady, you know, I don't know why I said, that's why I said, I don't know if they give you some liminal messages when they see something that you say that you like. I asked her what size was this, and she said it was a seven, but I didn't know, didn't try the shoes on, and, but they didn't look like a seven to me. It looked like a size and like a wealth. But anyway, I didn't try them on because I didn't feel like all that. But, but see, they do things like that, uh, you know. So like I say, I, you know, I'm, all this going to come out pretty soon, and I'm thankful for it to be able to come out, you know, because they're doing everything. So I just want everybody to be aware that when you go in these stores and everything, nine times out of ten, almost 9.9 times out of ten, you know, they got so many perks involved with you. It's like, it's, okay, when I go to the Goodwill to look for something and I need help. They got somebody standing there, but I always tell, tell y'all this: I be thankful for it because I do be needing their help. You know, sometimes I, you know, I, I I always thankful for stuff when it comes out that I need the help. But I'm like just saying, though, Renata is so much involved with this that they just going, you know, putting in a lot of distractions and doing everything. But you know, that's why I love God and Jesus so much. Oh yeah, Renata, let me add this here. Uh, I went to the grocery store, and they had a lady sitting right next to me in a car when I pulled up. So they have all the front uh, uh, box already taken, so you're just about going to the spot that they want you to or where they have a perk waiting. If they don't have one waiting there, and mm-hmm. so park there they got another one parked on the other side. So anyway, I was getting, there, getting out going to mind my business and everything. So then the lady wanted to get outside talking, talking to me and everything. Because they know I talk about God and Jesus a lot. So she wanted to talk about God and Jesus and say some things like that. But she said, uh, but this thing that I know that she didn't know what she's talking about. This was my cue, but I didn't say nothing. She said, I, I told her I love God and Jesus so much. And she, she said, uh, 
yeah, God and Jesus and, and Mary is, you know, my father or something like that. But she said that Mary was her father. You know, I, I just scratched her definitely off the book, you know. And then she had some kind of eye condition, and then she said to me, can I get out and touch you? Can I get out and hug you? I told the lady, no, you can't hug me because I usually let people hug me and I hug them. But, uh, you know, you, you can't do it because I said, you know what? I don't know who they're sending to me to, you know, to mess with me today, and I'm not going to let you hug. Then she gets back on in the car, but you're not going to think she got a little attitude about that time because I'm going to say this to y'all. You know what? They they asking for big trouble because they say a lot of things or put a lot of plagues in with God and Jesus, and I know he's looking at this mightily. So, I, you know what? I don't even have to worry about that stuff. But then I want to – I know I'm saying a lot of things that I'm going back and forth because there's so much to tell that you can't really tell it all. But back to that video of yours, Renata, the thing, the last thing that come up when you got that, that video come up was that doggone police. And the first thing that police did, and this is another one of their keys, everybody, and, and, uh, that don't know it, is they take off them doggone sunglasses. They, that's another thing that they do. They put on glasses and take off glasses, and sometimes they rub the side of his hat. But I just can't rub the side of his hat because the video was cut off. But y'all watch for these. Like I say, the things don't change. It's the same for everybody, but it's just things that I want y'all to start noticing, um, uh, the things that they do. And you ask the question, is this uh, program no torch talk? Uh, how'd you say it? Torture? I'm no pet torture. Yeah, that was last week's question. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to tell y'all plain, everybody, and I'm going to tell y'all good and y'all listen, okay? This is torture. Uh, this is touch torture. They might not start off in the beginning with uh, touching you. So this to say no touch torture is another phrase or something that they use or trying to use to throw you off track so so you would think that they say no touch torture and that when they torture you that you won't say it or, or uh, bring it up. But I'm telling you to bring that stuff up because they, they torture you like everything else. The first thing they start torturing you with, I always can't, because I don't know the correct terminology. They start shooting me up, I say, call it shooting me up with those, uh, uh, what, how would you say it? You've been shot up real bad, Renata? No, I have not, but I've heard. Yeah, they start shooting me, shooting me up real bad. Uh, it's like 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 firecrackers going off on you. It's so bad that it hurts so bad. Sometimes they shoot you up. That you know, if you stand down someplace outside, you literally almost jump out the out the chair. But yes, this is touch torture, and I'm gonna say it on the call and every place place up because it leaves marks, and they got you know, and they might try to say uh, that. Uh, age after some different mark. But I was in the hospital one time when they gave me that, that heart attack. And the, the lady that was on duty, said she was a chaplain, I told her about the torture and I showed her the mark. So whenever things come up or they try to come up against me, I got everything. I try to document everything that I can. And especially I try to tell about the street theater and everything they do because if they try to come against me, I done told about the people that come up and down the street and they do the things that they do because I look at it as, at it this way: if 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 anybody's watching me, how can you say the things that I already say online or on different calls? Are two people if 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 it's not already said or noted that uh, they happened before uh, you come up and, and do it? So when they come up against me and or do something, um, 
it's already documented. Because I want to say this, I sit there and try to mind my business. But they, everybody, they ain't going to let you mind your business. They're not going to let you. And you stand in the house, they ain't going to let you mind your business either. So, I, I, you know, I thank you for letting me say them things, Renata, and I thank you for letting me dissect that call. Because this message one is out of control. And I, and I tell y'all this all the time. Don't think you signed no secret petition and everything because you're under 24-hour surveillance and you can't hide nothing. So get that in your head. You can't hide nothing. Thank you, Renata, for letting me say that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, let me put you on hold. All right. Um, feel free to uh, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We just happen to be talking about um, going on with our series on sex crimes. Uh, last week we talked about prostitution. This week we're talking about rape. Uh, we talked about the different types of rape, which there are many. But one I want to add that you'll never see a psychiatrist talking about, and that is um, electronic rape. I have not experienced that. If I have, I did not know it, which I think you probably would know it. Um, I have heard men and women in the TI community say that they have been electronically raped. The way um, the way I picture it, based on the descriptions I've heard, uh, people, I think it it is like a phantom touch. If you can imagine like a phantom touch, um, you feel something, but you don't see anything. And people said, and excuse me for being graphic, but I've heard people say that this phantom touch can get them all the way to the point of orgasm. And they do not like it because they feel like they are being raped. Um, so I want to add that to the conversation. If anyone experiences that and wishes to share, uh, do not feel obligated to share, but if you want to, um, then please do, but I just want to acknowledge that people in this community do get electronically raped. That is men and women, okay? Star 8, if you would like to speak. Talking about anything, actually. And the question of the day was, um, do coincidences happen? Or is everything in your life orchestrated? Hello? Hi, Renata. How you doing? This is Anita. Anita, we're having yeah, you in. Anita How from Maryland. Hello. How are you? Good. I haven't called in today, and I'm the first to answer your question. I do not believe in coincidence. I don't think I've ever heard because it's funny that I called in today and your topic about rape. But if you don't mind me sharing my story, I, I, no, I, right? my story, my story is a story of victory. So if you don't mind, and I we, actually we've never talked about this before. And um, I have, uh, and, I, and I want to share my story with anybody who's going through right now with okay. being. Uh, and, and, with, and, and just so you know, I need to run inside to get my charger, so um, yeah. you may hear go silence. Ahead. Go right ahead, please, Anita. Go ahead. Okay, I'm go ahead. So just, just as um, for anyone who's dealing with this issue, please know that I am. Um, I'm just gonna. This this is my story. This is my story, and I'm not ashamed of my story. I'm 53 years old, and um, I know who I am, and I don't feel like a, I'm no longer a victim of my circumstances anymore. So I just wanted to say that. But I will tell my story, and I think that's part of healing is I can help someone else. So I want to – I'll probably start um, probably when I was 12 years old. I was um, molested by a cousin when I was 12 years old. 
and, um, you know, it had a traumatic effect on me, obviously, um, you know, from a child, you know, when you're 12 years old and someone violates you that you know. Uh, so that happened when I was 12 years old. And then I, um, you know, suffered from self-esteem, of course. I became suicidal. I never really talked to anybody about that. I became really introverted into myself. And, you know, it was, like I said, I was violated at 12 years old. And uh, never really, I never told anybody until I was probably in my 40s. I shared with my sister what happened to me when I started to heal from it. And um, it was very difficult. I know a lot of my depression that suffered over the um, years as an adult was related to that. And um, then I went to college. I was able to, you know, graduate from high school and to go to college and to, um, to um, you know, was successful. I think getting being physically active also helped me. I ran track in college, I mean, in high school and college. So that kind of physically helped me deal with some of the stress or the depression being an athlete. And when I got to college, I was um, assaulted. Um, Renata talked about um, acquaintance rape. I was assaulted by someone that I knew in college, and um, that was very I'm so sorry, Anita. I'm sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Renata. Um, assaulted by someone that I, you know, an acquaint- it was someone that I had been, had dated before, and um, he brought me home one day, and, you know, we were no longer involved, and I wasn't expecting that to happen because, you know, we were no longer in a relationship, of course, and um, he physically assaulted me, and, you know, and um, that was obviously, I think I was about 22 at the time, which led to, you know, I didn't know how to deal with it, and I had, um, you know, it was very, it was a very difficult time, very dark place, as they say, or as they see in the movie, a, a sunken place for me. And probably up until just before, obviously, I think it was probably in my thoughts. So I, I suffered from obviously low self-esteem, and I don't know how I still was able to do funny, and I think that's just where God comes in. And uh, as I tell this story, um, dealing with depression, some of the things that was happening, to not knowing that this was as a result of some of the things that was hap- had happened to me from a child and as an adolescent, you know, being assaulted by someone, thinking it's your fault, you know, low self-esteem, not feeling good about myself, you know, as a woman, as a black woman, um, you know, thinking, well, maybe if I would have did this, if I wouldn't have did that, it wouldn't have happened, and, you know, maybe it's no one, maybe I'm ugly, this is why this person did this to me, or, you know, just some of the things that went through my mind, you know, because especially being in the middle of developing as a woman and to have this happen to you. And I, um, so I've had a, like I said, incident of like uh, being raped and being uh, sexually assaulted as, as a child really had an impact on my life in terms of making connections with, um, I am a heterosexual woman, but I don't think I was able to truly make a connection with anyone uh, because of my sexual abuse. Um, probably uh, it kind of I avoided relationships. Avoid, I didn't like people to touch me. Me and my family members, they know I don't. I wasn't a hugger. I don't like people to hug me or touch me, and that was related to the um, you know being abused by someone. And then about 
probably in my mid forties, um, no, my early forties. I decided to go to therapy and to deal with some of my issues in therapy, and it truly helped me. It really freed me from uh, being act, being the victim, acting like the victim, which obviously I was a victim. So I let those circumstances, you know, impact me in so many different ways. And um, then in 2011, I became aware that I was a talk. Actually, when I started to break, I believe it was part of the program and also the sexual assault as a part of the programming. This is, uh, at 2000, and I, I kind of started dealing with my issues, so I felt good about myself. And then, of course, in 2011, my, I became aware that I was, tar- I was being targeted. And um, with my targeting, immediately came sexual abuse. Immediately came um, electronic uh, rape. Uh, not only was I electronically raped, I was. I have no memory of it. I know I woke up a couple of times in my uh, my vagina. Excuse my language, which was hurting. And I, I do live alone. I haven't, you know. And it did bring back obviously all those um, memories of what happened to me when I was a child and in, in college. And then I um, had, I don't know if I was drugged or how it happened. I knew I woke up one time and, I, you know, I was hurting in my physical. And I'm 53 years old, so you kind of wonder, like you said, people who someone who would want to abuse someone who's older uh, kind of just blew my mind. And uh, But I say that to say, as I tell my story, and I've um, probably about two years ago, the electronic harass- sexual harassment started because that's been a part of my, uh, and I haven't shared it with anyone, um, that that has been constantly um, in uh, my life, that sexual electronic harassment part, not just that, being physically raped, someone coming to my house and following me and putting their hands on me. And I... Um, I share that because I, I believe that's part of the targeting, part of wanting to break a, break me down, I say per se, um, spiritually, emotionally, physically. Uh, and I just, I wanted to share that. But it's not a my story is most definitely not a story of, of, of being a victim, but of being a victor. And um, I believe that through my targeting, I've truly gotten closer with my family. I've learned to appreciate my daughter. My um, I have a son-in-law. Um, every every aspect of my life that God has given me, I just truly appreciate life more. No matter my story, no matter my circumstances, I know that God has ordained me and has a purpose in my life. Maybe today is, I don't think this is a coincidence that I called in today and that the topic was on rape. And I have been victimized most of my life from being abused by um, other people. And uh, But I know that God has the victory in my life, so please don't think it's tears of hurt, but it's tears of victory. I'm still here, I'm still standing, and I'm going to fight to the end, to the end, for people to be free from this harassment, I um, I just believe that God, he has a special place in hell for some of these people, and he will free us all. 
he will free us all. I believe that there's no coincidence that we're all here. I listened to the gentleman's story, and we're all still standing. You know, we weren't supposed to be here today. I wasn't supposed to tell my story today. But uh, anyone else who's struggling with this, get some help for yourself and get some compassion for yourself. And uh, God has a purpose for you, and I know he does with sharing my story. Um, I've been a teacher for almost 30 years, so I um, work with children. And the crazy thing, believe it or not, being a victim of this is part of my targeting the story that they are telling to the people on the job is that I am a predator. Oh, no. How do you part know of my Yeah, part of my, I I, I figured out the story. I figured out the story that they're telling people. You know, I work with children. Yeah, you usually can't figure figure out the story. Because, you know, people, as human beings, we, you know, when you're working around people who are, um, you know, uh, people who are not, who have known you for over 20 years, they kind of kind of give it away. You know what I mean? They kind of give it away to, like, that's not, you know, like you. They don't know my, you know, that the story that I just told you guys, they don't know that. But, you know, they know that someone's, I know one of my, and I don't want to give it away because I don't want to cause that person any harm, kind of just gave it away. He, I've known him for over 10 years, and he kind of was like, you know, you know how people, he, I'm sure he was approached, you know, by these people, put it this way. And uh, so that was a very much of a, um, that someone would take part of my life and slip it on me was was very obviously, um, you know, challenging, but that's not who I am. So that story, you can tell that story, but that's not, if people believe it, I can't control that, what people believe about me. But as I share my story um, with everyone, whoever's listening, I know that just don't give up. Just don't give up whatever else is happening. Um, I am working on ways, like uh, I've watched Lala's video with the magnets, with also making sure that you're, I'll probably be more targeted tonight. Make sure that when you lay down at night, you put something on your skin. I don't care if it's cocoa butter, shea butter, something that's organic. They are being able to target us through our skin, whatever the bacteria or whatever is on our skin. Um, is being used to um, whatever the sensors are on there. So I'm working on just experimenting with ways to kind of break the satellite um, for us also, you know, so not just laying down and being a victim of this. It's just so important. Anything I've learned through my victimization of sexual abuse is not to be the victim and woe is me. I'm, I won't play that role anymore because I've done most of my life doing that has had an impact on my, obviously, my family and uh, my relationships that I've been with the men that have loved me, but I've not been able to love them back because of not being able to trust, you know. Um, but, um, and you get to the point, um, you get to the point where you just know that it's time to take your power back. Yeah, that's it. I think you, have you said it earlier. Mm-hmm. I think you. I think you or the gentleman said it earlier. When you just come to believe that you know what, there's a purpose in my life, and um, you know, and 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 I'm here for a reason. I'm here. He's preserved, and God has. I think His grace and mercy. His grace and mercy is just wonderful. 
He preserved all of our lives for a reason, and that's to make a change in the world. I don't know why, you know, whatever the experiment is or whatever these people or these sick people have in mind, but I know, you know, today as I tell my story that uh, I'm a survivor. We're all survivors, you know. Yes, we are. And I, I thank you so much for sharing your story. It took a lot to share that. Um, you. And you've been through a lot, and you know what? We never would have known. You, your spirit is so beautiful, and you just, you always giving and loving and kind to everybody. And mm-hmm. I just thank you. That took a lot of courage to share that, and I know mm-hmm. that it's going to help um, someone who's listening because mm-hmm. it helped me. But you know what, Renata? That's the Lord working on me. I think that if you really have faith and you really have hope that the Lord is going to, he doesn't want us to walk around frowned and depressed. And, you know, he doesn't want us. He wants us to be a light for him. He died for us. He made the biggest sacrifice for us. He gave us the power to whatever's coming our way to believe that he could do it. That God can do it, and that's the that's how we fight. You that's how we fight. You gotta fight. When someone's taking once your life from you, you gotta fight. You just don't give it up. Every day, if you don't feel like shielding yourself one day, get up the next day and shield again. Don't they want you to give up? Don't give up. That's true. Don't give now, up. The game stalking. So what? That's they gotta deal with. I don't. I get up even at work. I go to work and do what I gotta do. Whatever. I just you know. It is what it is. I can't control. The only thing I can control is me and getting stronger, doing what I need to do to take care of myself. They want us to be focused on all the other stuff so you don't focus on getting healthy and stronger for yourself so you can help others, so you can help others. And that's, for me, what I needed to do for myself is, you know what, take this time, I've always, you know, part of, I believe, was, uh, uh, the programming for us as black women is to, you know, that we're super strong. And no, we're not. We're human beings. We need each other. We need help. And we've been, have been through so much that, you know what, we're human. We're all human. And whatever to me, whatever the targeting has taught me is to take care of myself. Do what I need to do. I can't take care of my daughter. I can't take care of anyone else in my family if I don't take care of myself. I can't change my story that I've had, but my life does not, my light, it will be a sin for all that God has given me, Renata, to walk around with my head down, woe is me. He has blessed me with grace and mercy. With grace, no matter what has happened to me, and you know, as I share my story today, and I have not shared it with, and I shared it with my, my T.I. family because there's so many of us who've gone through this and we're allowing it to break us. They want to break us because they know, you know what, I couldn't do it physically, I mean mentally or spiritually, so I gotta, but that's what torture is, it's physical. You know what I mean? I'm not afraid of losing the house. I don't care about a house. I don't care. Those things, we, uh, you know, they know that, that that's not the stuff. You know, some people, yeah, you take that away from them, they're gone. With the Lord on my side, that is what has his grace and mercy has um, helped me to become the woman that I am. And so, that, and also that's the purpose of that, and I thank God for you, Renata, 
is to know, no matter whatever you're going through, you're still here every Sunday. I may not be on the line, but you know what? I looked at her. She is here for seven years that I have that I've become aware that I'm a target. You, Mel, told me to call in. You have been here faithfully doing the work of the Lord. That is just that's grace and mercy, no matter your own targeting, no matter your own story. I would have not have been believed that you was a victim. I'm no longer a victim anymore, so I thank you. I don't want to hold up for somebody that may want to share, but I got the victory. Please don't feel sorry for me. That's not my. That's my part of my story, but I turned my scars and turned them into stars. Mm-hmm. So they can help somebody who's going through this electronic harassment. Guess what? Hell got a special place for them. Pray for them. Lift them up because they need your help. Because they're mm-hmm. part of the, you know, they're just, it is what it is, you know. But we can fight it. We can do things to help ourselves. Don't become a victim of it. There's things that we could do for shielding ourselves. Don't forget to take care of yourself. Detox your body. Get, you know, don't eat the sugar, the sugar, the meats, and all of that stuff. There's stuff that we need to do to help ourselves every day, especially, especially so because we know we're targeted in the society. I was sharing with somebody, then I'm going to be quiet. I said, who are you in the fire, Renata? Who are you? Right. What kind of person are you now if, when you are in the fire? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Who are you? And then how do you come out of the fire is even more important. You come out with the glory of God on you, or do you come out just bitter and mean and I just, for me, that is not what, that is not uplifting the Lord. So even if I am no longer here tomorrow, I know that I've done the Lord's work. And I will try with every breath in me to the day I die to do that. So my story is not my circumstance. So I thank you. And I thank everybody for listening. And um, we're going to be okay because we have the spirit of the Lord in us. And he's already won the battle. He's already That's done it right. for everybody. He's all, there is no coincidence. He's, oh, he's already done it for us. Don't y'all understand that? They're scared. Don't walk around scared or fearful of anything. So what? I'm in Walmart. I'm walking around in Walmart doing what I got to do. I'm not looking at you. You're not important to me. The people who are important to me, guess what? They're the ones who love me. I can't control that. I can control what I put in my body. I can control, you know, try, those are the things I can control. The other stuff, I control if I'm shielding myself at night. I know what's coming in my house. You know, there's things that I can do, stay and focus on what I need to do. So that's how I kind of try to stay sane and help myself through this. And I'm no longer that child. I'm no longer that child that was that 23-year-old woman who was victimized. I'm no longer that 12-year-old who was victimized. I'm 53 years old, and I have the victory. Amen. So I for you. Thank you. And thank you again so much for sharing your story. It takes a lot of courage for any of you who are sharing today, and please do not feel obligated to say anything that you don't want to say or you don't want to share. Because I shared last week, we were talking about prostitution, and I shared, because we're talking, we're doing a whole sex crime series, so we're going to talk about pedophilia, we're going to go through the whole thing, okay? Um, Sexual harassment in the workplace, all of that. 
But last week I shared when we talked about prostitution, and that kind of really opened some raw emotions for me and um, some things that I had to deal with that I hadn't dealt with. So please, if this topic is too graphic for you or if it's going to trigger you in any kind of way, um, please hang up and come back another time um, and don't feel obligated to share. But for those of you who have shared, Jerome and Anita, thank you so much because it, it helped. Is going to help some other people who have went through this to see where you guys are now. You're not in that place. Like you said, Danita, that's not going to define who you are today. And that's really a, a very important message to send to people who have gone through this. So I thank you so much. And I'm going to put you on hold, okay? Thank you. All right, thank you. Okay, who do I have unmuted from New York? New York. Okay, I'll put you on on mute. I didn't realize I had you unmuted. Okay, start eight if you'd like to speak. We are talking about rape. Okay, and again, please don't feel obligated to share anything that you don't want to because you have to be ready to talk about this stuff. You really do. It's not it's not an easy thing. And I would encourage anyone who has gone through any type of sexual abuse to please get professional help. There are no therapists on this call, okay? So you need to get professional help because it will help you and they will give you the proper tools that you need to deal with your particular situation. Because for those of us who have been victims, and I don't mean it in the sense of the mentality, but it is a crime. Um, so who have been victims of these sexual crimes, we, you know, we have had to deal with this in one way or another. And it's, it has had some um, negative lasting effects sometimes on our life. And so um, if you want to move forward from some of that negativity, it would benefit you very much to seek some kind of therapy or counseling. Or for me, I went to group therapy. I went to one-on-one. Um, I, I, I read many articles online, looked at videos. So do what you need to do to take care of yourself because you can break free of this. You don't have to, as Anita said, be victims, uh, be a victim of what these perpetrators did to you. You don't have to. You can let that go. You can release it. God can deliver you from it, and he will. Okay? Start eight if you'd like to speak. And also the question of the day was, do you believe and coincidences. I do, but I hear so many TIs say that there are no coincidences, that everything is orchestrated. I personally believe in coincidences. Sometimes it's hard to determine what is orchestrated and what's not. But um, Green Man says, do we have a question? Um, the quite, Well, we're talking about rape, Green Man. Green Man just joined in on the call. He's in the chat room. Uh, but the question of the day was, do coincidences still happen in a targeted person's life? Hello? Hello? Yeah, how you doing, Renata? I'm good. How are you, Charles? Um, so, so, look, I made, I made me call off. apologize that I didn't um, get that broadcast to you. All right? I'm landing in the hospital again Friday. So, oh, I'm um, sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, okay. I'm gonna try and try and still get it to you, cause you um, as far as as far as as far as sexual st- subjects, you, you're still carrying on the series. So, okay, that, that means you know 
There's still time. So, yeah, I'm going to get it to you. Um, um, what else? Um, what the woman was saying before, she brought up a good point about something else I think there should be um, uh, discussed in this series is how, um, okay, people are, people as far as being um, TIs are being set up as far as being purveyors or whatever, whatever it is, of, of, of um, people that, you know, being set up as far as uh, attempted, because the attempt has been, um, happened to me a couple of times, okay, as far as being a TI. And that should, you know, that should be discussed too. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me just make sure I'm following you. So when you say it happened to you a couple of times, are you talking about sexual assault or are you talking about being set up in a different way? Being set up. Okay. Being set up. Or attempt to be set up, okay? All right? Didn't fall through. Okay? I mean, thank, thank the creator that I was wise enough. And, no, matter of fact, it was one instance. One instance. I didn't, I didn't actually know what the hell was going on, but... He pulled me through, you know. Okay, I mean that's like that happens too. But um, yeah, that you know, I mean that's uh that's another thing that okay you can consider being discussed in the series, you know. Okay, well maybe we can talk and I can get off of the call and I can get a little more clarity about what aspects you want to talk about because being set up is a very broad topic. Being set up as a broad talk. We're talking about as far as um sexual harassment because um oh you okay. mean oh you mean you mean that someone sets sets you up you mean like your um the person who is sexually assaulted it is set up for that to happen is that what you're saying what the what the woman was saying before about her, where she was working okay and and um, rumors are being passed around about her. Okay, and stuff of that nature, and actually an actual setup, an actual setup, because a couple of times, okay, I tell you right offhand, okay, you know I'll cut through the to cut through the thing without the details, okay, kids walk up to me in the street on 125th Street, okay, talking about he's lost and his um his um mother or his aunt, okay, uh, he got separated and stuff like that. Okay, and I'm trying to help them. And when, like I said, okay, um, how the thing how the thing turned out, okay, is that um, I you know I met up with a meter maid and I passed passed him off to her, okay, because I was tired and all that, okay. And then when I look back, that was a setup. Another thing, another thing is um, okay, one night, okay. Okay, I seen him in the building before. Okay, little kid. Okay, this was when I was living in the project. Okay, he knocks on my door. Okay, call it. Call uh, you know he he was trying to call call my name and stuff, but he he didn't get it right. And I can see he was talking to somebody who was standing by the wall. Okay, I'm looking through the people standing by the wall. Okay, on the side that where my door is at. All right, 
and, and stuff like that. And I said, no, sorry, he, he doesn't live here. And I knew right then and there that was a setup. That's the stuff I'm talking about, okay, as far as um, sexual um, um, sexual Oh, sexual, sexual things as as far as I mean, as far as T.I.s, I mean, okay, and what what the woman was saying before, our uh, rumors and stuff like that. Okay, now I'm following you, Charles. So All you're right, saying, what, you, you're, you're, you're said, saying, yeah, you're, excuse me, you're saying. Let me just make sure I'm I'm understanding. You're saying you want to talk about how people are set up to look like pedophiles or set right. up to look like they're committing some kind. Okay, I'm okay. I got you now. Because when she when she brought that up, she brought that up. That okay, that brought those things to mind to me. That's very real. That's very yeah. real. Um, uh-huh. I don't know a lot of examples of that, so I don't know if I could carry a whole conversation on it. But I will tell you something that comes to mind that I heard over the years on these calls. One of the guys um, that came on this call, he said that he was in a bathroom in a public restroom somewhere. I don't know where he's at, gas station, mall. I don't remember where, okay? He comes out the bathroom, out of the toilet, and this little kid comes out of the toilet and said, um, excuse me, sir, can you help me zip my pants? So he helped him zip his pants. And then in comes the father. What are you doing to my kid? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So that's deep right there. Like that could really get you put in prison. So, yeah, they definitely will try to set you up to make you look like a pedophile or um, make you, if, if if it's a guy. Or, rape, or like, rapist or whatever, yeah. I was going to say, uh, say you're a, a targeted guy and you, you try to date someone and this lady turns out to be a honey trap and she turns mm-hmm. out to be a perp. And yeah. you, you and her decide to mutually take it there and then she holler rape. You know what I'm saying? But you know that you weren't raping her. But she was she was a perp, so I don't know how you determine how to keep yourself safe from some of this stuff because most TIs being honest people, you're not suspecting that people are doing are going to do something like this to you. Yeah, but yeah. it happened. It definitely happened. But that coincided with the um, woman was saying before about um, what's her name, Juanita? Okay, uh, Anita, that, Anita. 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 Okay, that um. Uh, that coincide with what she said that okay, rumors are being spread about her and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. I mean, these games are being played too. Okay, and that all is in the realm of um comes in the realm of sexual deviancy and stuff like that. But it could be sexual deviancy. Actually, not that a person commits, but actually the slander or whatever being put on them. Okay, and that you know, yeah. And then we all have a smear campaign, okay? We all have yeah. a smear campaign. And I asked Anita when Anita said that that's the rumor going around about her, that she is a pedophile, and I asked her how she, how does she know that? Because that's shocking to me because Anita's so, such a sweet person. And she said because she figured it out. We Most of the time we can't figure out what that um, smear campaign is against us. For me, um, I believe that is that they say I steal. They, they say I steal. Every store I go in, I get followed like I'm just a common thief. So over the years, I have figured out that that, that must be the smear campaign on me. But it's all good because I know that I don't. But 
um, they will start a campaign, a smear campaign, that you are a sexual predator. And no one wants a sexual predator in their neighborhood around their Mm -hmm. children, Mm -hmm. you know. So that gets you ostracized right there. And it's a very serious thing. Yeah. Yeah. There was someone, there was a lady, I can't remember who it was, and I wouldn't say her name if I did remember, but I remember she used to come to these calls, and she said that that was the rumor going around in her family, that she was the family pedophile, and that she did not even feel comfortable uh, being around her nieces and nephews because she figured it out, like the rest of us, that that's what they were saying in her family. Yeah. Yeah. So it happens. Yeah. And um, the other thing as far as the um, the um, the question of the day, uh, uh, coincidence, I, I believe coincidence happens, but then also I believe there's orchestration, not only on the physical realm, but orchestration on the, in the spiritual realm too. All right? Things would be orchestrated. But then... And every, uh, I say very, very seldom something that happens by chance. That's what I think. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Charles, and I hope you get better. Are you still in the hospital or are you out? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still here. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Well, I'm sorry. And I'll be praying for you. I hope you get better. I'm going to get you those broadcasts, though, the Joyce Riley broadcast. Okay. Okay. No rush. Don't worry about it. All I right. know I'll get it. Properly. Thank you. All right. Okay. We are talking about, uh, we're in our uh, sex crime series. Last week, it was prostitution that we were talking about. This week, it is rape, which many of us have been victims of rape and um Anita shared her story, thank you very much, um, of being date raped and, and other kind of sexual assaults that she's had on her, even raped in college. And, you know, that's a big thing, too. I meant to touch on that. That's, that's a really big thing on these college campuses and a lot uh, in high school, too. Uh, a lot of these uh, guys who rape these women on the college campuses, they get away with it, especially if they're a sports jock or something. They get away with it, and these colleges try to hide these sexual um, assaults on the campuses. So thank you for bringing that up, Anita. That's real important to acknowledge. Um, also, Jerome shared his story of uh, a sexual assault that happened on him when he was younger, and that took a lot of courage because uh, men don't often like to talk about it. And I hope that that goes away. I hope that men um, begin to share their stories to let others know what has happened to them and to begin to take their power back as well because we should never feel um, shame, ashamed about what has happened to us because these people who did this to us, they're predators, and we were their prey, and we should not have been their prey. We should not, not, we should not have been. Star 8, if you would like to speak. Here's D, and then Donna will be after D. Hello. Hey, Renata, how, how are you? you? Can you hear me? I'm good. I can. How are you? I came in the call late as Anita was speaking, and um, Anita, I'm going to shout you out since I ain't heard you in a while, and I'm so yeah. grateful to be on the call to hear the ending portion of your sharing. So I'm going to play the call back later and listen to what you have to say, because um, 
Yes, it was very powerful. Please do. I'm glad we're on the subject because, um, like up right up here in New England, we got this nor'easter, and it's perfect because for the subject matter. I'm going to share a little bit of my story, and this is some powerful stuff. And um, Jesus, I need you to guide me in my words as I say this because this is some courageous things that I'm going to say right now. And I know every party that's interested here in the New York City area that's concerned about what's on my tongue, and you know all these TIs that follow me, you follow me for a reason, and you know why you follow me. Keep me... Keep me strong in my words, Lord, and what I have to say. Amen. Now, what I'm going to tell you about. Go ahead, man. What did you say? I said amen. Go ahead. Amen. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell you. Sexual deviance. I'm going to tell you about being targeted as a child. I'm going to tell you about being targeted as a child of a law enforcement officer. Now we're going to talk about um, um, pedophilia next week. So, but, okay. but you still feel no, no, free no. to share this week if I you will. like to. But, but that's going to be okay. our main topic next week. Go ahead. All right, because and I say this because I'm in my mother's home right now. I'm not sitting in my own home, not in my apartment because the TIs. Are, I mean, the targets, the, the perps over there have gotten so aggressive that I had to go to the hospital two weeks ago for treatment, emergency treatment, because I lost vision in my left eye. And I just got it back last week. And it's because I have what's called Reiter's syndrome. It's autoimmune. It's lupus. So all the crap that they do with us, they got all of my allergen markers. They can set my body off at any given time and cause me to have, uh, um, uh, you know, a, a whole complex of issues with my body. But anyway. God is good because I went and got the medical treatment. I got my eyesight back, and I'm hanging out at mom's house, taking care of myself. Very good. A lot of the targeting happened here in this home, and a lot of it. I took me years. They were doing forced suicide on me. They were doing. I found out about beta programming, the Illuminati honeypot beta programming. They do this to men too. See. I came up as a young gay kid, confused. And with me not understanding what they can do to children, I am eight, nine, ten years old with these ideals. And not knowing that these are not ideals of my own. Like I had to live with them and deal with them. And as I got older, they got more and more expressive and more and more pronounced. So then you would go from being treated like a sissy to be chased up and down the block. It's the gay kid that everybody knows is a faggot in the neighborhood, you know. And then years later, I grew into my masculinity. My body just, you know, just went boy, and I started getting all the facial hair coming in around 12, 13. And so they started triggering my hormones. I'm in school, and the teachers are messing with me, and I got a rock hardy that was given to me by frequency, and the teachers is all in messing with you. So, you know, you just totally embarrassed, no self-esteem. You know, but as I got older, I didn't know that I was pre-selected because, see, now in my adulthood, I have these people walking around me talking about, yeah, that's the one that got the prophecy. That's the one that's got the prophecy. See, growing up, I grew up, and those of y'all that are over here in New York on this call, you know, I'm from Crown Heights, East New York, Flappish, in Brooklyn, New York. 
right, that's where I grew up at, four generations of my elders out there in Brooklyn and in Queens. And when you got multi-generation in the same city, occultism follows within your blood group. And unfortunately, it does in my family. Not saying that we allowed it in, but, you know, certain family members are practitioners. Voodoo, um, Santeria, all that garbage. I don't do that. But I remember years ago my grandmother being attacked by it, and she was in the Botanica all day long playing numbers and would bring me with her. And when they would see me, automatically I'm getting the sensation. You don't see it, you feel it. You feel it within your spirit. You feel that darkness that these people are going to mess with you when you get older. So I always remember that. So as I got older, the surroundings and the community around me would, you know, target me with all the common targeting that we go through. Except with me, it's all dedicated to the sexual deviance that's being beamed at me as a child. I used to have men following me coming home from school. See, my main thing was as a little kid, they would throttle my bladder. I would pee in the bed all the time, and in school and anywhere by myself, I would have to always go to the bathroom. Like a little jingle, all of a sudden you got to go pee. You go into the urinal and there's a man there already masturbating. And it became a regular thing. And because being here in New York City, riding a subway, I, you know, my family taught me to ride the train as a kid. You know, and a lot of us, a lot of us youngins here in New York City, we learned to ride the train at eight and nine years old. So right there, you already predatory. You already preyed upon. And um, if you grow up in the projects and in the hood, you have no choice because ain't no school bus coming to get you. They give you that little flash card and you get on the train. And you got to deal with everybody. You know what I'm saying? So as the years progressed and I came more into my sexuality and I realized that, okay, this is the direction I'm going, even though I would have some females trying to, you know, get at me, it didn't feel right because, see, I had something happen to me. And like those of us, that family and propriety, you know, for sister, brother that was talking about the family pedophilia where everybody in the family know you touchy-feely, they used to think that about me because one of my female cousins advanced on me. And I didn't know how to deal with it. I kept it bottled in. Of course, all the sisters wouldn't think that the female advanced, so they thought it was me, the youngin'. Why would the young 8-year-old advance on the 12-year-old? Well, I was the young 8-year-old. So, you know, and love my cousin dearly. Love her. Love her with all my heart because let me tell you something. When the Lord is with you, both of us worked in the church together, together, years later, knowing that we had the same devil messing with us and we had to deal with it together in the church. And then um, me and my female cousin, we got up, played with by this little church he brought us to because then the church was filled with nothing but a cultic. Um, it was an occultic front right here in Bed-Stuy. And they hear me because them fools are nothing but officers of the law, blue people running fake church background operatives. And see, I had to learn that down the road because, you know, when you got family that work for the government, work in finance, and you don't dare touch it because I worked down there 
during 9-11. I worked blocks away. I actually worked down there as a kid, 17 years old, for Auburn Pan, this bakery restaurant, when they did the towers the first time. So it's like I stay on these people's flag because I'm always, you know, you live in New York City and you got family and you got an eye loaded to the ground, an ear loaded to the ground, you're going to pay attention because you got this darkness that sits with you. And mainly in my life, it's been this sexual ugly. I used to think it was just because I just decided to, you know, go down the gay, lesbian, transgender belt. And honestly, I pulled myself back from that because I still, you know, under God, consider myself gay, but I haven't been active with nobody. I haven't had sex in years because of this targeting. And the Lord telling me, no, you're done with that. You're done with that because you need to, excuse my language, you need to grow up and you need to learn what's happening to you and happening to your elders and has had that. One thing I noticed with all the elders in my family, they stopped having sex and having relations at a certain age, like like right at their mid-age. And I always wonder Can I ask you a that. question, Dee? Can I ask you a very yeah. personal question? Go Feel ahead, free not to answer. Feel free not to answer. Do you, um, because you, you have said uh, more than once on this call that you are gay, a, a gay man, um, you just said that you're not going to have any, you're not going to be partaking in that, and I think that that's good. Um, but do you think that, your uh, becoming gay had anything to do with your sexual abuse, being abused sexually as a I, young person? I, I'm I, just curious. Possibly, possibly because um, the, the the abuse went all the way back when familiarly me and my sister was here sleeping in the same bed. And it was horrible. And I had to I didn't get counseling in the early days, but I started getting counseling on the side talking to people like y'all because what helped me come back to from being dysfunctional, I mean, at the edge of suicide because you got nothing but these ideals in your head. They're not yours. It's V2K. It's subliminal. Them reminding you of what you did so you can commit suicide. And you're like, no, God loves me. Something else mm-hmm. is going on. And see, one thing I remember is, we had this communications device on the top of our roof. And please, does anybody in New York City remember WHT? I don't know if any of y'all remember WHT back in the day. It was way before HBO. It was a home set up for having a theater presentations of movies provided to your rapid ear television. So basically, it was the first cable link up for. Um, television services in homes back in the early 80s. I found out that they was using this as a hot link for mind programming with the military. And I found out in the worst way because why? We had a rap artist put it in his lyrics. And I ain't saying his name because he writes from out here in Brooklyn. So WHT me remembering that and thinking about communications, and it took me years because, see, my grandfather, he fought in Korea, veteran, plane engineer, mechanic. And so he sit with me. My grandfather's spirit be with me because, you anytime all the weird, horrible stuff would happen, dealing with real off-the-wall sexuality, and you know it's not you, but you feel this surge of energy come through. If you don't express a daylight, make you go into such a deep, deep, deep depression. And, you know, there's been times where I've had to actually, as a, I mean, 
I had to go get full treatment in my sophomore year in high school because they tried to get me to commit suicide in that school. Oh, and wow. that's, when, that's when I was being, become expressive with my sexuality. I was coming out, as they say. And so that set off a whole chain of events because then after that, I was on the radar for mental health. I couldn't go to school anymore. High school was dead. Then here in New York, we had Harvey Milk High School, the gay high school. I couldn't go to that school either because I'm not, like, gay like that. I'm a dude. So, like, you could be homosexual and still be a man and carry yourself as a man and like women. You ain't got to lay with them. So then that became a problem. So I'm in between two worlds. I got to come back and forth straight world, come into the hood, get on the A train, come through Bed-Stuy, Make sure I don't get beat down by nobody. I ain't no girly girl. You know, but then at the same time, I got this horror from my past. Yes, and when I talked to other family members, and I cried, I cried hearted when I found out how many of my family members that went through this. And it, mm-hmm. I ran to the church. My grandmother, my mother, my sisters and brothers, even my brother, we all have had gotten raped in the past, and it was all during our child years, our adolescent years. So then when I looked in the mortis, I started figuring out that these are the signs of occultic programming, yeah. of them coming in your house, trying to trigger everybody or slam them in the head, reprogram them, and trauma fracture. They have been trauma, trying to trauma fracture me my whole life. So now, these days, what they keep telling me is they're going to try to kill my mother, take the house because my name is on everything. I got a whole clique of underground. Supposedly, they say they got background, military background, this background, that retirees. And I believe them because the jobs my mother's had, my mother has worked for the city of New York in private contractors dealing with these fucking jails. Excuse my language. And they want me to be scared. And you know you contractors ain't playing me because she's worked for the airport. She's worked for their facilities. She's worked for their private contractors that hold these damn immigrant detainees. And during that time, I was going through the most meth, methamphetamine addiction of my life. And I had to clean up. And, man, the day that she stopped working there, that was the day of my recovery, and I began to get better. And I did not know that my addiction was connected to the jobs that she had because those jobs had private contractors following her children, making sure that, you know, they watching my Internet. So I'm reading up about these companies she worked for and the current companies she worked for. These are New World Order companies, corporate evil. So, of course, they're around here doing every type of setup like Brother Man said, you know, the young man be in the bathroom and you helping him try to get his zipper together. No, when I see kids, I run. And it's sad. It's sad because I see nice, beautiful babies on the train that's and so I smile. Like that, that's so sad that you feel like you can't even be around children, you know? No, but I was, Renata, I will, I will send you the story from the New York Daily News in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. It happened last week. They had this man on the news on Brooklyn Avenue, and they said he was following the children. They had him on surveillance tape and everything. It was a regular man that lived on the block. The kids made up the whole story, even wrote the letter. 
and it took the precinct over here, the seventh first precinct over here in Crown Heights, to keep grilling these kids to find out the whole story was fake. But by that oh, time, man, that's terrible. We had, we had five days of men in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, getting the ugly, ugly from every woman, and then that shit ain't gonna change. Excuse my language. It ain't gonna change because that's the evil that's here in our world. It happens in Southern California. It happens in Atlanta, D.C., Philly, all about everywhere. You know, so. Okay, and you guys, I'm sorry, ahead. but I'm gonna have, I'm have to end the call in about five minutes. I'm so sorry. No, um, I'm glad I was able to talk because, yo, let me tell you, anybody that hears this, you're a man, regardless if you're gay or not, if you've been through the sexual garbage and the horror story about, you know, being touched as a kid, yo, go get the help you need. Don't let yes. them drill you into a hole where you feel like you want to offer yourself or do something bad to others. Do what you got to do because the Lord loves you. All right, that's all I've got to say. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much, Dee. I love talking to Dee. <laughs> so honest and real. Um, thank you very, very much. Okay, I'm sorry we're running short of time. But I have to run out and do this errand. Okay, so... This will be our last caller. This is Donna. Hi, Donna. How are you? Oh, hi, Renata. I wasn't going to call. I thought it was talk. I thought everything kind of got covered, and I'm trying to shut the sound off from my computer here. Um, I just want to say that I had a very serious event when I was 10 and a half, and uh, was from someone in the neighborhood. And I carried that around with me for, until I was 25, I was raging. I had two children by then. And um, I tried to go to therapy over the anger, and I just couldn't do it. And then about a year later, I got hit in a car wreck, and I had to do it. I had to go to therapy. And... um, what happened with therapy and the people involved in making me angry, um, it all went away when the truth came out. And I'd just like to tell anyone, you know, it's like the more you hide that stuff, the more you try to just cope with it on your own, the more serious it gets, the more you inflict on other people. Uh so I would just say anyone and everyone needs to do their psychological work, no matter how little or how much it might be. You might find some things out you didn't even know were holding you back. Um, I resent this program because I did put so much psychological work into my life as well as other things. And, um, you know, it just took and flip-flopped everything for me. Um so I'm dealing with that, and um, that that's about all I have to say today. Thanks. Thank you so much for sharing, Donna, and I'm sorry that happened to you. And, Dee, I meant to tell you I'm sorry that happened to you as well. But we are survivors, like Anita said earlier. We're not victims. We, we are victors. We are survivors. So we have to walk in that. And, and something you said very important, Donna, um, do the work. Do that psychological work that we need to do to take care of ourselves. Well, if you don't, can you hear me? Hello? I can, can hear you. Hear me? Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I was just going to say, if you don't do that work, 
probably you'll you'll leave a whole wake of miserable people in your path behind yeah, you. Yeah, and you and 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 also you'll probably start to self-destruct. More than likely, yeah. you'll get into drugs. Um, many people who get into prostitution is because of of things of sexual abuses that happened in their past. Um, some people become very promiscuous. Um, some people become very angry. I know I was very, very angry in my uh, teenage years in my early 20s. I was just mad at the world. Uh, but it was all related to that, to the sexual right. abuse. Yeah. So you do yourself a favor when you get the help that you need. And you deserve to live, you know, you deserve to live your best life. So thank you, Donna. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, we're going to wrap it up, you guys. I need to go. Um, So I thank you all for sharing. Again, this is such a sensitive topic, but it's it's so needed. Like, we have got to work out every single issue in our life, at least attempt to, at least attempt. Everything may not get worked out by the time we leave this earth, but we should die trying. We should die trying. We need to be free of anything that is not serving us well. So I thank everyone who shared. I thank everyone who came to the call. Um, I want to remind you guys that at 5.30 Pacific Standard, which would be 8.30 Eastern, I'm going to do a YouTube Live. So if you were there last night helping me to test my equipment, I thank you so much. Um, Elvira was there. Lala was there. Some others were there helping me to, to test the equipment. So I thank you guys. Um, I brought a bunch of stuff. I have no idea how to use it. (laughs) So that's what we were testing last night. And uh, tonight we're going to do a live stream and we're going to talk about um, cashless society because that's that's where we're going. That's where this world is going. So come out and support. And um, you just do that by going to my YouTube page, God is Our Protector. It should start somewhere about 530, around 530 Pacific, 830 Eastern. So that's going to be about, what, two and a half hours from now, okay? So thank you all very much, and I'll talk to you guys next week. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.